Hello, everyone, and welcome to itsyourseason.life, where we are discovering and celebrating life at any age. This is a story about you, for you, from people like you. We all share a lot as we mature in life, and the journey is made even more special when we can celebrate it with someone else. This podcast series is based on living well and eating well, with Living Well podcasts featuring guests who inspire all of us to live a life soulful and rooted in a passion. Eating Well podcasts will be focused on healthy lifestyle tips, easy recipes with a plant-forward focus, and all-around wellness. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of It's Your Season. Life. Today, we're going to talk about eating plant-based in the Big Island. And one may not think about the Big Island as a super great place to enjoy and extend your plant-based lifestyle on a vacation, but it is. The Big Island is absolutely a dream. There's volcanoes and fern forests and cobalt blue vista views. It's just amazing. But did you know it was rated one of the most vegan-friendly states in the United States. Yeah, it comes up against Oregon and California, and there are so many options. So let's get started and get some tips about if you're traveling to the Big Island, how you too can enjoy your plant-based lifestyle. So as a plant-forward chef and a full-on vegan husband, it's a conundrum sometimes of where and what to eat when traveling, but there is such good news that the Big Island Hawaii has a lot to offer the plant-based traveler. So let's chat. What can we eat? What can we do, especially off the beaten trail options, which are really cool because you will be off the beaten trail a lot in beautiful Hawaii. So as I did my research, I did find a lot of restaurants and cafes that offered plant-based options. Super cool. A lot of tofu and definitely jackfruit to complete out vegan cafes there. And, but I really wanted to feel confident that we wanted to go out to eat. We'd have no problems at all. So as I did my research, I found many restaurants and cafes that offer plant-based options. There's some awesome websites with lists like Purple Cow, I think it is, that has lists of vegan restaurants. And certainly there were a lot of restaurants that had tofu and jackfruit to some completely vegan cafes. So when we left, I really felt confident that if we wanted to go out to eat, we'd have no problems at all. And I really did not find a non-chain restaurant that didn't have at least one vegetarian or vegan option on my list that I took with me. And it wasn't always spaghetti marinara, which seems to be the go-to for adding a plant-based dish to a regular menu. So it's an island and Hawaii prizes its ahi tuna, its homegrown beef and pork, But there's also an uptick in the interest in plant-based or vegan lifestyles, maybe because they're ocean-bound, maybe becoming more self-sufficient, maybe you can only graze so many cattle on an island, maybe there's lots of visitors, who knows, but lots of places to enjoy a plant-based, either get your food, get your produce, get your uh, products if you're going in an Airbnb, or if you want to go to a restaurant. So although Oahu is the most vegan-friendly Hawaiian, I guess because there's like more metro areas, bigger metro areas, a lot more visitors, I get that. I really give my hat off to the Big Island and its interesting options if you know where to look. So I'm going to start with the produce stands because one thing we found as we circumvented the Big Island back in late February, there are produce stands everywhere. So whether it's a, a 
more of a business produce stand to someone who's growing papayas and cacao and macadamia nuts and sapotas in their backyard, coconuts, taro. There is a produce stand, particularly on the south side when you're going from Kona down to South Point. It seems like everywhere you, every little street you go down, someone has this really cool little produce stand. And sometimes they even have home-baked products. And we even found vegan banana bread, just letting you know. Yeah, so we saw papayas and taro and bananas and plantains and this really cool fruit called a sapote, which is kind of looks like a tomato. You cut it and it looks like chocolate pudding on the inside. Put a little bit of, I'm not completely vegan that I don't uh, enjoy honey because I'm a beekeeper. So we did drizzle a little honey on it and it made a wonderful dessert. Just something fun to try. And the backyard, these butter avocados are truly nothing like what we get here on stateside. Uh, take some time, stop at those stands, and pick you up something cool that you can try and take with you, you know, either on your picnic or to your Airbnb or maybe just a snack or just to have some culinary exploration. I think it's pretty cool. The next way to uh, eat plant-based is obviously go to the farmer's market and do some research before you go. There's uh, quite a few blogs out there or just lists of farmer's markets, kind of like over here on the mainland. You can query farmer's markets near me. We, again, circumvented the island and went to as many as we could because I just think it's fascinating to see what people are growing, especially on an island that has 11 different uh, environmental zones. So it's pretty amazing. So on one side of the island, it kind of looks like Southern California, and you go to another, it looks like the Cliffs of Moor in Ireland, and then you go to the volcanoes and the fern forest. It's, it's just fabulous. There are several farmer's markets in the Kona area. You're going to find farmer's markets that look like pop-up markets, kind of like a one-time thing. Cool. I think, and then there's others that look to be more permanent where there's stalls and uh, they're weekly or every day. When we were in Kona, we went to the Ali Gardens Marketplace and just had a super fantastic time walking through that farmer's market. And we had a really great tofu quinoa wrap made by Cultivate Good Food. It was uh, actually a it is a brick and mortar, but they have like a little food trailer offering up uh, fruit drinks um, and then also food. So it's kind of cool. So we picked up uh, this really amazing vegan wrap and went and sat at a picnic place at the place of refuge and had this wonderful picnic. So I highly recommend that. There are many farmer's markets in Hilo. There's a really fabulous market. And and what I find interesting is the multiculturalism of Hawaii. You feel like you're kind of going to an international world uh, and you didn't even have to have a passport from the States. It was great. But all kinds of food crafted from Ukraine, yep, Ukraine, um, Egypt, Thailand, um, Philippines, India, just a lot, Asia, just a lot of different wonderful foods from around the world. The, either the produce or food crafters are actually food. So when we were in Hilo, we went to the market there and it had rained. It was a pretty rainy 
pretty rainy week when we were there, but it wasn't something that we couldn't work around because we lived in Houston. It rains all the time. We're able to get some really beautiful avocado wraps made with those wonderful butter avocados. Um, they were out of the tofu wraps by the time we got there, but the avocado wraps held us over. Picked up some other beautiful produce and a papaya and some sweet potatoes so just some different things that you can try if you're going back to your ENB or Airbnb or just need a snack or maybe you just love the visual appeal of beautiful colorful fruits and vegetables and root vegetables and just different things that maybe you don't ordinarily get to see stateside or I should say on the mainland I know in Houston there were huge international markets and perhaps some of these markets some of this produce might be available there but you know if you're coming from not a huge multicultural large city in the United States you know this is going to be new to you I hope the tarot and the breadfruit are new to you anyway so the next thing go up the coastline from Hilo up to Waymay and there's another wonderful outdoor farmer's market on Sunday that overlooks the ocean. That's actually where we found the vegan uh, Ukrainian little stuffed breads. I won't try to pronounce it, but I just thought that was called, I think it's called pierogies. Just lovely with shiitake mushrooms and taro. So I thought that was really cool how they took the Ukrainian uh, delicacy and then gave it an indigenous Hawaiian twist with the taro someone was making breadfruit sourdough bread I thought that was pretty cool just lots of ways for you to enjoy and experience not just you know we can eat you can go on vacation and certainly you can you know eat at macaroni grill on the on the Hawaiian islands I'm not knocking I'm just saying you can get that on the mainland you know go to Hawaii and really take a deep dive into all the wonderful produce that's and crafters that are that are happening there on the island so when we travel we do tend to now stay in an Airbnb it's just easier it's just easier when you're plant-based to buy things and go back and have some experimentation you're not rushed you can sit on your lanai in Hawaii and just enjoy the evening it was just fantastic but there are some really great restaurants and food trucks on the island that you can enjoy So I'm just going to go through a couple and one in particular that I really enjoyed. So we were in Kona. We did not go to Swami's Dosa Grill, and I really wanted to because I love doses. And they're vegetarian or vegan. And you don't get doses that much in Indian restaurants. You really have to look for them. It just, if you get to, if you go to Kona, be sure, you know, and you're plant-based or you just want to try some very interesting Indian food that you can't always get on the mainland that, yeah, go to Swami's Dosa Girl in Kona. And then in Kona, there's also Kanaka Kava Bar. And I'll put these links in in the in the website note I mean in the podcast notes but I really wanted some indigenous food I wanted to understand you know what did the Hawaiians eat a long time ago you know when they were uh, very productive you know I know they ate fish I know they you know the Polynesians brought pork to the island but also they had to subsist on something else so what was it and so uh, I did after a lot of searching finally come up with Kanaka Kava Bar it's not a high-profile restaurant, but it's in a wonderful area of in downtown Kona along the beach, on the beachfront. And they are a they're family farm owned, but actually they're also woman owned too. I thought that was pretty cool. We had what I would call real indigenous foodstuffs because I really wanted to try the taro, 
the breadfruit, uh, sweet potatoes, and tofu. We had a nice meal. You might look at it and go, oh, that's interesting. But I really wanted to understand, you know, what it was, what is really what I would call true Hawaiian food, not not uh, what we consider, you know, and they have lovely restaurants in on the big island, don't get me wrong, but, you know, I really wanted to know what the indigenous, what I would call the indigenous foodstuffs were. So it was very interesting. Sweet potatoes are not the purple sweet potatoes we think of. They're actually purple yams. They're very sweet like and just have a very different texture. The taro is quite interesting. It was kind of like somewhere between a white potato and a some other kind of root crop, but it was good. They cooked it with coconut milk. And then we had the sesame tofu. It was a very interesting experience. They had lovely live music. I'm giving them a thumbs up because you're not going to find this. You're not going to find a whole lot of indigenous Hawaiian food. So if you're really into understanding cultures and food, I highly recommend Kanaka Kava. There's also Journey to Good Health, which is a, a vegan restaurant totally vegan restaurant in Kona and there are others just uh, go ahead and do a great google search but these are what I had looked at and wanted to go to while we were uh, while we were there obviously lots of Thai food on the great on the big island there was a food truck called Tuk Tuk Thai we saw actually on a YouTube video and weren't really looking for it but we were driving out of Volcanoes National Park towards Hilo and there it was on the left on the way into Hilo so it was kind of drippy dreary rainy and so I stopped and we got some pad thai and green curry and it was just as good as the YouTube videos recommended so we didn't have to go all the way into Hilo for dinner but speaking of Hilo there is Tina's Garden Cafe There are some wonderful, she has wonderful Thai food, and there was also a restaurant called Pineapples Restaurant, and it was on my radar, but reservations were required. It looked like a fun space with open air walls and really some grooving music, and what I liked is they actually took the time to create a whole separate page of vegan options from starters and appetizers to desserts, so not huge, but I just thought, it was kind of nice that they had a whole separate menu. So I would give pineapples a try. They get my thumbs up still. And then moving back kind of northwest, I um, hope I'm saying this correctly, Waimea, there is the big house brew house. My husband's a home brewer. We hit all the tap rooms and breweries on the big island, I think. But the big island brew house offers falafel and vegan cheeses on their menu. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so they have a great Czech-style Pilsner. So I would recommend Big Big Island Brew House because, one, they weren't heavy on jackfruit. Falafel's cool. They used local vegan cheeses on their menu, which I thought was great. And, yeah, I thought it uh, it it was very well done. So supermarkets. Supermarkets, yeah, there's lots of options, including a super giant Costco but you know that's not our thing. I can do that here on the mainland, so I'm not going to do that. But I do like to uh, browse local grocery stores and see what they have and what they don't. I will say it is true they're more expensive. Grocery items are more expensive in Hawaii. But if you look in the beans, grains, and particularly the international aisle where I tend to gravitate to because there are a lot of prepackaged Uh, Very well done, Indian and Asian. You get your noodles, you get your rice, you get your chickpea dishes and so forth. They actually were the same, if not cheaper, than the U.S. I'm not sure if it's just because you don't have to travel so far. But long story short, 
it was a great exploration of food, and they all had some type, I was very impressed, Island Naturals, KTA, plant-based foods, have all have some, obviously plant-based foods in Kona is all vegan, but they had some vegan options, tofu options of kind of ready-made wraps and things in the deli section, which you don't always find that in the States. It's, I mean, on the mainland, I guess I should say, I keep saying States, but mainland. But it's such a great trip to go through and look at the different produce and look at this. I had no idea there were so many different kinds of papaya. I think I took a picture of four different kinds of papaya. I only tried one because you can only papaya so long. But there are growers, microgreen growers, people growing edible flowers, mushrooms, very similar to what we're finding here in this, in, on the mainland of people growing lettuces, microgreens, uh, fresh lettuce greens and that sort of thing. One of the things I really enjoyed was a sweet potato, tapioca, coconut kind of pudding that I got at KTA. And, oh, it was just divine. I just parsed it out and ate it for breakfast. Got, got us some butter avocados. They were amazing. Someone, somehow I wound up with a Meyer with, a, with some oranges, some locally grown oranges and Meyer lemons. So just have fun with it and just enjoy being, I think, this kind of like island garden that you're on. Then finally, there's food crafters. So one of my favorites was Edible Peace. I think I got their macadamia nut cream cheese spread at Island Naturals in Kona. It was so spicy, and we're from Texas, but it was spicy. But it was so creamy. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if it's the macadamia nuts that make it that creamy. I have tried making you know, cashew cream, almond cream from nuts and so forth. But, and it gets creamy, but gosh, this is like fluff. It was so good. And like very few ingredients. So I'm thinking maybe the macadamia nuts just cream up differently. But if you're in on the Big Island, go and find some edible peace. I know the Big Island Brew House used their products for their uh, cheese needs, vegan cheese needs. There are also some cool things as far as, I know, snack products and the people that are whole foods, plant-based, no fat, no salt, no sugar can just shut their eyes on this one. But a couple of places are doing cool stuff. There's a Hawaiian sweet potato, taro, and breadfruit trips. There's a whole, chips, pardon me. There's a whole section in the KTA stores with all sorts of chips. They're just beautiful. They're purple. I, I think my favorite was the Hawaiian sweet potato because they were kind of like an orange sweet potato chip, but like 10 times better. The taro chips were pretty interesting. They tasted close to a sweet potato. And the breadfruit chips, I think I could take or leave them, but it was interesting trying them. They had a little fibrous texture to them, I guess is probably a way to say it. Or maybe because we eat with our eyes, it kind of looked like a breadfruit on the inside, a little bland, but it was a primary, it is a primary food source in Polynesian Asian countries. So, you know, give, give breadfruit a try, have some fun with it. Then on the way to Captain Cook, there on the right, I guess it's on the right if you're heading south, it's on the right, is Kona Chips, which, you know, a lot of places in the on the mainland are doing their own potato chips. You know, certainly here in Boulder, we've got Boulder chips, everybody's doing chips. But what is super cool about this is these are great chips, but go into the store front and you're going to find a lot of different, like this international world of food crafts, crafters. They've got someone making lovely furikake, which is one of my favorite food elevations and is 
a little expensive when you buy it. So, you know, grab a jar and bring it home with you. They've got Lithuanian lavash, mixes, nuts, coffee. It's, it's just a fun store to go into to see how they're taking local ingredients and or people who have immigrated there and they're building food products and sharing them. And the, the best part, oh yeah, the best part is that shipping to the U.S. is affordable. It arrives in two to three days. It's kind of like shipping. I live in Den- near Denver, so it's kind of like shipping from East Coast to Midwest. You get it in two to three days. It doesn't have to go through customs and all that. So if you want to order something in, in Hawaii, do so. It's kind of cool. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and gives you some ideas of how you can enjoy the big island and stay as close to plant-based or vegan as you can. I, you know, my goal is just for people to eat more plants. If you get to Hawaii and say, Hey, I want to try some abalone, you know, nobody's going to beat you up. The, The fish is great. So yeah, continue your journey on eating more plants. Enjoy Hawaii and stay tuned for the next podcast. Thanks for joining me and listening everyone thanks for joining me today i hope you have a new tip for eating more veg give me a shout out with comments or suggestions for future podcasts and be sure and check out my website follow my cooking demos on youtube under either lisa boson b-o-e-s-e-n or it's your season.life and if you need a recipe visit me on amazon and other online book retailers and remember it's always your season to eat more veg so let's get cooking